Okay. Um, since I'm recording, maybe we should do a show. <laughs> Let's do a show. Let's talk about Clark Kent. All right. So uh, we don't want to wait. Uh, my name is Robin. And my name is Stephanie. And somebody save us. Because uh, it's uh, it's first season Smallville, and Steph just told me before the show that things are getting weird. What were you, what were you talking about? I don't know. These episodes are just odd. They're like <laughs> off. They're like, you know, it's like, there's a lot of good stuff in here, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's so funny. Uh, I have... Uh, one of the official guides for Smallville and like every single episode, it's really cool. It's like, you don't get this with a lot of official guides. I don't think, but like every single episode, there's a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff. And then like, there's like interviews with the, the showrunners or whatever. And it's like every single episode so far, I've been reading it and miles Millar is like, yeah, we didn't get it right. This one. And, uh, no, this wasn't the best one. Or, oh, I didn't like this. It's like, I, I'm wondering if he's a, kind of like a perfectionist or, or what. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe they are really striving to, to make a good show. Yeah. And, and I, okay, I accidentally saw some trivia Uh-oh. that said that. Whoa, whoa, you're not going to spoil anything, are you? No, it just said that, like, the budget, like, maybe they had. Used oh. up all their money. Mm-hmm. It has, it's a money thing. Yeah. And so I just wonder if they spent a lot of time and money on the first several episodes, and then the, yes. they got to this point, and they're like, "We got to catch up. We're like behind." Yes. And um, so I mean, I I completely understand. That's I mean, you know, that's why Breaking Bad is so good because they spent time, they mm-hmm. you know, and really got things right, and they were very specific on things, and uh, so. I really like that they were really shooting for the stars. Yeah, I think uh, Leech was probably the last one that they had a good budget for. And then the the studio was like, all right, so for your back nine, you're not going to get much of anything. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, they were struggling, struggling with that. Uh, why don't I do some trivia before we get into the episodes? Um couple things were going on at the time uh there was an ar uh arg an ar game uh if you went to luthercorp.net you could be challenged to crack lex's password like victoria did and i guess Uh, if you did a certain key combination you would get a special surprise from lex like a video from him um i have no idea what this video was it's probably going to be like something like hey you cracked my website but (laughs) You know what I say, you know, you won't be able to get away with that without some problems or some, some sort of threat or something, you know, Yeah, <laughs> I'm assuming. Uh, so they had that going on. It was funny. They, you know, it's like 2001, 2002, and they had like that. They had the, the Smallville uh, torch, the Smallville ledger going on. They had all these different articles. They were posting it as if this was like a, a real town. Um, and they just premiered the very first Smallville action figures <laughs> as well. Um, we have Clark in his blue shirt and jeans, and he he comes with meteor rocks, so I'm sure he really appreciates that. <laughs> uh, Lana is in a cheerleading outfit because, you know, she spends a lot of the show in a cheerleading outfit. <laughs> comes with... Pom- uh, yeah, she doesn't want to cheer. <laughs> she comes with pom-poms and uh, a meteor rock necklace that you can wear. And uh, 
I want one. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, maybe I'll send you one as a consolation prize for doing all these episodes with me. <laughs> um, and uh, Lex Luthor in, in all, like his entire outfit's black. And the special thing that he comes with is a Luther Corp laptop. <laughs> a little t- tiny plastic one, obviously. <laughs> but it's like, ooh. <laughs> so that's really everything. Oh, only stuff I have outside uh, what's going on this week. So should we get into Hug? Okay. As wait, we wait, discussed. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get, in- get into it, get into it. Um, uh, one thing I want to do before. After I say every one of these episode titles, I, I sometimes I think maybe there might be people watch, um, listening along that aren't actually watching that might want a reminder of what this one is. So I'm going to do kind of like a friend's summary of the, of each episode. Okay. <laughs> so this is the one where two guys have persuasion powers and Chloe kisses Clark. Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. <laughs> okay, as we discussed with – who are we t- who are we talking to? Corey? Hmm. No idea. What's that? Talk? Anyway, I, I, we sorry, to friend, on Facebook that we were that we were discussing about this. We were complaining that we don't know why this episode was called Hug. It needed oh. it needed <laughs> to have been called Handshake, or it needed <laughs> to be called Touch or Embrace. That was either Corey Not or embrace. Ray. <laughs> Ray Ray Doria. That's who it was. Yeah, it shouldn't have been called Hug. Nobody hugged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird. Um... It was Ray, yeah. Yeah, it, it was a little weird. Uh, I don't know why this one's called Hug at all. I really don't. Uh, nobody's hugging anybody. Um, They're hugging each other with their hand. Yes. It's not like Hug has an alternate definition that works, you know? Sometimes, like, uh-huh. the episode title works in two different ways of reading the uh-huh. word. Yeah, like it's talking about the freak of the week, but also whatever Clark's going through. Yeah. Thematically. Uh, Chris Long directed Doris Egan wrote Same team that did Hourglass um, And I think the big thing You're supposed to get out of this Is you got Bob Rickman And you got Kyle Tippett And these are two different Possible future paths for Clark You can either use his abilities To like get a bunch of financial gain Or he could just Isolate himself from the outside world You know to protect people From his powers yeah, I see that, and I see that Clark is worried that he'll end up like Kyle. Yeah, that he'll have that he will feel the need to protect people by becoming a uh, pariah. Mm-hmm. But I also see that it could be foreshadowing for the relationship of Lex and Clark that they're going to have a tra- a, tra- a a tragic friendship. That's true. Yeah. That works as well. Like I have no idea what happens, but I just feel like it's it's just it's filling me with dread over you get this how funny idea that Superman and Clark and Lex Luthor don't get along in the future for some reason. Yeah, that they're going to be frenemies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. tragic, tragic, uh, yeah. no f- enemies. Yeah, the more they are, they're friends to each other. The more tragic you're. Not looking forward to where it might be going, but yeah. But Dad, he's my best friend. Yeah, yeah. 
did you notice who was playing uh, the EPA guy, Paul Hendricks, at the beginning of this episode? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Ben Cotton and all that hair. He yeah. doesn't look like an EPA agent. He looks like a like he's like a community college burnout. <laughs> I don't know if they're like, well, it's an environmental person, so obviously he doesn't, he's not well kempt. He <laughs> wears a suit and goes to an office, but he looks like, uh, you know, like, I don't know, like that TV show Cavemen, where they, <laughs> Cavemen in suits. <laughs> I, I wrote down Jon Snow, because he looked a lot like him. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, pretty... Uh, scary first scene. This guy just like totally talked this guy t- into killing himself, and I like how he's just like goes down the elevator, comes out, and you see the body just hit the cab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I've seen a, I've seen a couple episodes of television. I know what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, exactly. It's coming. <laughs> uh, this is a, a landmark episode because this is the first episode where Clark wears a red jacket. Mm. <laughs> Clark. Clark wears a uh, red jacket a lot in the series, just to kind of you know, blue shirt, red jacket, you know, just like the blue mm-hmm. suit, red cape. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, the blue long uh, long sleeve t shirt and the red mm-hmm. jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I th- this is more like a blue winter jacket that he's wearing while he's riding with uh, um, Lana and Chloe. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why they're why are they riding horses. Know, like these are like Lana's. These are like Lana's horses, I guess. Yeah. I like that Chloe is just because in in also the next episode, Chloe yeah. is she just does not like outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's just an inside person. <laughs> uh, get, a, get me out of all this nature. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bit of uh, trivia for this. Uh, Kristen Crook said both. Allison and Tom were terrible at riding. They could just could not keep the horses centered. And she says that Allison in particular almost ran her over with her horse. <laughs> um, Clark does not want to own a farm and he does not want to put on a suit and fly around. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's your first one. I was wondering, I was like, she said last week she was going to catch some of these. So I'm writing them down anyway, just in case. But yep, that's a... That's a Superman reference. Um, Lana's knocked out again. <laughs> Poor girl. Um, I just I don't understand why this Kyle Tippett is made into such a villain. Why every like Aunt Nail wants Clark to go to the police and have this man arrested and say that he did these things that he didn't do. Like what? Why this witch hunt after this guy who just lives in the woods? I don't understand. That's a. It's like a. It's like a Boo Radley thing. I mean, Lex calls Clark Atticus Finch at one point in this episode. So I think, uh, what did you meet? Harper Lee's sister? Oh, it was her friend. Yeah. Her friend. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. They called her nail and they, uh, and, and Harper Lee was a lawyer. She went to, she went to law school, but she didn't pass the bar. Oh. And all of her family were lawyers. Hence, To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, right, right. <laughs> um, I like that Clark is so nice to Kyle, he'll even bring him grocery shopping. <laughs> like, I gotta pick yeah. up some groceries. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm just really, really, really want to take you home. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the scene where Whitney's 
try like Whitney's hypnotized to attack Kyle and Clark. You know, we can see another one of those slow motion CGI splintering of uh, like a bat, and then uh-huh. Clark like shoves him into the trailer. I like that. Um, I like that Lana's like uh, Whitney would never attack anyone, and he's like, uh, well, you know, except for the time he, he strung me up in a. <laughs> yeah, Lana was r- really mad at Clark. <laughs> Uh, I wrote, ha, Jonathan wearing work gloves. I don't know what I was... Oh, that's... Okay, that's when Rick comes to the farm. Oh, And, and Jonathan... Rickman. Yeah. What's his first name? Bob. Bob Rickman. He comes to, and he talks to Jonathan, and Jonathan shakes his... Jonathan really doesn't like him. He really doesn't want to shake his hand, but mm-hmm. he'll shake his hand that has manure on it. On the glove. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then Bob's like, dang, I've got to come up with some kind of scheme to get him to sh- to touch me. And so that's when he like falls. Oh, I've twisted my ankle. And he gets uh, Jonathan to help him up. And that's when, boom, Jonathan has signed the contract. Uh, yeah, it's funny. It really reminded me of uh, an eye zombie vision. <laughs> when mm. it, like the His eyes turn green and it goes into his brain and the green takes over his brain and it comes back out again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Jonathan's baffled about it. Martha's pissed. Um, so Kyle actually breaks himself out of jail. Mm-hmm. There's an assassination because because Bob oh, yeah. has went to the police or has has summoned the police uh, deputy to come talk to him, and he shakes his hand and right, gets him right, to right. go after Kyle and and. Clark uh, rescues him. He gets shot. He tries to, you know, uh, yeah, rescue him from the bullet, but he ends up getting shot. He takes him to Lex because Lex is the only one that has like a (laughs) secret ex doctor. (laughs) Paul Giamatti's long lost cousin here. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, but yada yada yada. I mean, um, I, I, I I like that Bob Bob's handshake doesn't affect Clark. For some reason, and that Clark gives him the classic Superman handshake, where like you'll see these in like the old older movies, uh, like Superman shaking somebody's hand that he doesn't like, and you'll hear this like breaking of glass and crunching of uh, uh. splinters together, and it's just like I mean, the biggest one is when um, uh, at the end of Superman two where. Uh, Superman has made it so it looked like he lost his powers, but he actually made Zod lose his powers, and so uh, Superman took Zod's hand and crushed it and threw him into a pet, never to return. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so anyway, I thought your favorite scene might have been where uh, Chloe doesn't believe Kyle's power and Kyle proves it. <laughs> that was very entertaining. I especially like the. Uh, the the filling up Clark's chest up his shirt up his the front of his shirt before she yeah Chloe like puts her hands on Clark's stomach and up to his chest before she grabs him by his collar and pulls (laughs) him down and kisses him Uh, she had to to sample the goods first yeah Yeah, I, I I thought you know my memory of the scene you know without rewatching I was like oh yeah does she like like nobody tells her what happened, and that's kind of creepy. Uh, but actually, it's uh, 
she figures it out for herself. She's like, why is my mouth minty? <laughs> uh, yeah, and, she, and and Clark said, it's fine. Like, yeah, yeah. I wonder, and there was no, um, he only told Clark, did he think that Chloe had feelings for Clark and that's why he did this? Or was it what red-blooded teenage girl wouldn't want to kiss Clark. Yeah, I was wondering uh, that. It was like, is, is is does he know that she has feelings, or did she, did he persuade her to, like, you have feelings for Clark, so that makes her have feelings for Clark, but it didn't take much persuading, because secretly she already has feelings for Clark. Yeah, there was yeah. No, nothing in there that, uh, like, it would have been, any, anybody would have would have been persuaded to kiss Clark. There was nothing in there that said that Chloe would have loved to have done this anyway. Yeah. But Allison Mack said, uh, talking about the scene that uh, she heard that the writers, she heard after this that the writers want uh, to get Clark and Chloe to kiss at least once a season. Uh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the next big scene is at the gas station. And it's oh, hard for me wait. to talk. Oh. But this was great because this okay. Bob and Lex have a scene and they don't shake hands. Oh yeah. And then Bob comes to Lex again and the scene ends on the cliffhanger of is Lex gonna shake his hand? And then the next episode, Lex is going to take Clark and Kyle to Metropolis and he said, Oh, I gotta fill up first. Next scene, you mean. Some, <laughs> next say? episode. Yeah, next scene. Next scene, uh, Lex locks him in the car and douses the car with gasoline. I cannot. That was great. That was great. <laughs> I cannot talk about that scene without referencing uh, uh, Starkville's House of L, the, the Smallville podcast I was a part of. They they are recently uh, rewatching the series, and they talked about this scene. It's just so funny. It's just like... Clark and... I'm just dousing the car with gasoline. Clark and Kyle, like, going, uh, Lex, what's going on out there? (laughs) What are you doing? And the car doors lock, and they're still like, Lex, what's going on out there? (laughs) And then finally, uh, Kyle says, uh, Rickman's got to him! And, uh, you know, it's just so funny that they're just not figuring it out until... Like Lex is pr- practically about to light the car on fire. <laughs> um, Lex, oh, you have some explaining. Oh, and then Lex <laughs> says, "Clark, you got some explaining to do." Yeah, Michael Rosenbaum said he really enjoyed that he could play the scene where Lex finally finds out about Clark. You know, early in the run before it actually, you know, being a. <laughs> A, a permanent thing, you know. Yeah, what's great is Lex figures something out, but it's during the time when he's under Bob's uh, the persuasion, so it's gone immediately. Yeah, he's gonna forget about it. And then yeah, the next episode that we'll, get to, that we'll get to later is great too. Go ahead, super speed. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, it even it just gets so like kind of campy with the whole you know Lex getting an Uzi. Yeah, well, what's great is we're up in the ante. Uh, yeah. We've seen Clark dodge the bullets. We saw we saw him rescue somebody, but not really being completely successful from dodging a bullet. And then here, oh crap, 
can he dodge all of these bullets from a <laughs> from an automatic weapon? And it's like he's doing a great job. You've seen it in Clark time. It's all going very slow. And then finally he just starts getting hit one by one and he falls over. And it's like, oh, no, he got shot. It's like you got to kind of dispose of the fact that you know that Superman is bulletproof. Well, uh, well it's, you don't really know what's going to happen. You're not really yeah. sure. And I, I feel like, you know, because you're used to Superman – Getting shot with like a ton of bullets, you know, like in Superman Returns, like this like giant machine gun is shooting at Superman. It's just bouncing off left and right. And I almost wonder if he like as he grows becomes even more invulnerable because, you know, they get Clark's shirt off here in the next scene and he's got bruises on himself. I mean, uh-huh. he's feeling fast, but he's still kind of bruised. Uh huh. So. Anyway, um, uh. Lana asks if Chloe actually kissed him <laughs> Which is funny <laughs> And we have a, 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 An amazing A legendary uh, I already gave it away But a, a, a famous line by Lex At the end of this episode Which is trust me Clark Our friendship is going to be the stuff of legend Yeah that was great uh, and best. you're like, yeah, it's going to be legendary, <laughs> but not for the ways you're expecting. It's going to be legend. Wait for it. <laughs> uh, wait for it because I'm lactose intolerant. Dairy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> best needle drop in this episode I wrote is the stereophonic song, Have a Nice Day. It plays uh, in the beanery while Lex and Bob are talking. Anyway, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'll be on my playlist. That I'm going to make eventually uh, Next episode is Leech And that's the one where Clark loses his powers To an Ashmore twin <laughs> um, Directed by Greg Beeman, Written by Timothy Schlattman It's the only episode that he wrote He also wrote for Dexter and Under the Dome So before we get started with this episode I'm going to give you a, tr- a-, a quiz <laughs> Okay Which and Ashmore is it? There's I have two, no idea There's two Ashmores <laughs> You don't know? Okay. All right. Well, this is you're gonna you're gonna do terribly. This is Sean Ashmore. That's right. Okay. All right. But here we go. The the here's a quiz. Sean or Aaron? I'm gonna read you off something, and you're gonna tell me if it's Sean or Aaron in it. Okay. Okay. Killjoys. (laughs) Oh, I have no idea. I'm gonna say Aaron. Correct. Okay. Uh, the recently canceled TV show Conviction. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's I'm the gonna one say with, uh, Sean. Ding ding, you're correct. Yes, oh, okay. Warehouse 13. Oh, that was Sean. Aaron. Aaron. That's correct. Another point. Oh, yes. Right. Uh, a big episode of Fringe. Both. That, whoa! Four <laughs> points. Whoa! I can't believe you pulled that one out. Yes. Whoa. I'm an Ashmore genius. Uh, it's not done yet. In plain sight with uh, Piper Parrot. Piper Parrot? No, it's uh, Jennifer. Oh, what's her face? That's a USA show. In plain sight. I, I don't know. Take a pick. See how well you score. 50 50. Roll the dice. I'm going to say Sean. Incorrect. Ah. Lost Girl. Oh, Sean? <laughs> Incorrect. Ah. The X-Men movies playing Bobby Drake, a.k.a. Ice Sean. Ding, ding, ding. That's five points you got so far. Yeah. Uh, the following with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Ooh, Aaron. 
<laughs> Wrong. Oh. It was Sean. Veronica Mars. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> Shit. <sighs> Sean? No, it's Aaron. Oh, I'm getting confused. Uh, I got two more. Uh, but you're not going to really... It's the Skulls Part 2. <laughs> oh, I have no idea. Take I'm going to go with Aaron. That's correct. That's six points. And the last one is uh, the kids' show Animorphs. Sean. That's correct. Okay. Well, I, I was trying to figure out in the cast, uh, in the credits, in the opening credits of this, ep- of this episode, it was like, and Sean uh, uh, Ashmore. So... Yeah. You got seven out of twelve right. Okay, <laughs> oh, that's and, pretty good. Uh, to uh, Smallville fans, yes, there is a pretty big role. I just I left out intentionally. Yes. Anyway, uh, so but yeah, in these credits, it was like uh, and Sean Ashmore. Oh really? Yeah. So I was wondering, you you know, you have to be a name to get the and. Yeah. So I was wondering what. He was known for. Uh, this is before he did X-Men, but maybe they were counting on him being kind of big in X-Men soon. Uh, or maybe X-Men just came out. I think the first one came out in 2001, so they they must have gave him the and because of that. Oh, okay. Because he's, he's a big movie star. Movie star, yeah. A um, couple other uh, casting notes. Eric's dad is played by Kevin McNulty. Did you recognize him from anything? <laughs> I didn't recognize him, but I recognized his name. Uh, he played the Magnificent Magnus in the iZombie episode Abracadabra. Oh. <laughs> and uh, he was also the doorman, Jimmy O'Houlihan, for the Baxter Building in the Fantastic Four movies. Oh. Uh, but Eric's mom, even more uh, recent for you. Eric's mom? Yep. <laughs> uh, it's played by P. Lynn Johnson. Do you recognize that name yet? <laughs> Nope. Major's no. mom. Major's mom. Oh, I need, so, yeah, I need, she seemed familiar. So, uh, yeah, Major's mom apparently got it together later in life after. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. Anyway, uh, this episode is pretty big for them. They were number three in the ratings. They were right below the Olympics and a repeat of The Guardian. Um, so uh. this was pretty big. Pretty big episode, and uh, well, I mean, it was a big episode because I mean, yeah. this is this is uh, you know, Clark doesn't have his powers. Yeah, you got to do this episode, the one mm-hmm. where the superhero loses their powers. And what was great was to see Clark like relish in the fact that he was normal. Yes, but also be annoyed that he was normal. <laughs> yeah, because you're just kind of like, he's like, oh, man, you know, I gotta, I, I can't help be, but be myself and my, and the person I am has to help. You know, I can't just, yeah. Because um, that's his identity. His identity is the person that helps. But also, he hid his powers and he was, he wasn't uh, boastful and proud like What's the kid's name? Eric Summers. Eric Summers. So Eric wanted every, wanted the world to know. He wanted to get the girl. He wanted the uh, mm. the notoriety of of uh, you know helping these people. But Clark doesn't want the notoriety. He hid it all. Yep, exactly. Because you know, 
as it turns out, like his dad is a scientist, or at least he teaches science. And uh, the first thing he wants to do is send him to Metropolis to get examined and, you know, all this stuff. Because, you know. But, again, this episode kind of teaches you, well, this is what happens when somebody who's not raised by the Kents and has a terrible childhood and just, uh, you know, is... A loner or whatever and gets powers like this he could turn into a, a, an awful person yeah um and uh yeah the, i mean he is i i didn't realize it till later because i was thinking wow how stupid is this kid to be standing on this bridge on the railing like it looked like he was having a blast he was blaring stained <laughs> and he's just like yeah and it looks like you know when clark comes up on him it surprises him and he falls but you learn later, like his life is so shitty that he was about to kill himself. So, um, uh, I, I don't know. It's, um, what am I trying to say? Oh, uh, it's a bit of trivia here, actually. Um, Sean Ashmore is actually really standing over a 400 foot drop in that scene. He's all mm. wired up and everything, but ah. like they literally had him, like for the big shots, you know, they. They had him uh, standing there. Um, oh, and this geology trip in a town full of meteor rocks. If I was Clark, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to be sick that day. <laughs> or else I'm going to be sick that day. And, uh, yeah, like you said earlier, like in the... Chloe. Chloe. It's like, I don't like this. What uh, is let me the just, point? <laughs> let me just order them from Amazon. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, there's this big lightning bolt, and it just so happens that Eric is holding this meteor rock. And, um, yeah, it's not so apparent here, but the episode's called Leech because I think they wanted to establish it as if he got the powers of, like, uh, like a parasite, a leech. He yeah. could steal the powers as long as, like, I don't know, some sort of lightning struck him or whatever. Um, I know. I was like, how is this going to be resolved? Yeah. How, uh, you know, it's got to be temporary. How, what's going to happen? <laughs> well, yeah. As soon as they go into this, like, there's a lightning, was it a lightning storm? No, it was like, they were in uh, like a power plant or not a plant, but outside. Right next to like a power, uh, like a converter <laughs> power, uh, state power station, power, power station. Hold on. Yeah. Power station. Uh, it gone. My, get it on. My, my mother worked for the power company. Uh. It'll come to me in just a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, power station will do. Don't yeah. you hate it? I, I, I'm losing my words today, so uh, mm-hmm. it's probably because I have, like, searing back pain. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I noted here, uh, Clark is starting to feel like I do every day, just winded, tired, Yeah, he's like, tired, like I'm sweaty. tired. This is what normal people feel like? <laughs> Dad, how do you do this every day? <laughs> and I love how he's even more clumsier than he was before. Um, but what's great is when Lex is the closest to figuring out the truth, because he's had this guy make up this computer simulation <laughs> of how this how the accident happened, he's the closest to figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And Clark is suddenly, you know, <laughs> can't lift... This uh, fence post 
because his arms are exhausted from bailing hay for two hours. Clark nearly gives it a, gives it away, though. I had to rewind the scene. It was ridiculous. This is after uh, Eric beats him up. And he's walking out of the exam room. As he's talking to Martha, he's like, I feel responsible because Eric has my abilities. And Lex is standing no more than four feet away outside the room. And it's as if he didn't hear anything. <laughs> but he, well, Clark literally says out loud, my abilities that Eric has, you know. Um, and Clark says that he's, even though he doesn't have his abilities, his abilities are in somebody else. He still feels responsible for them and connected to them. Like yeah. they're a, a tangible thing. Yeah, like, Lex, you didn't hear any of that? <laughs> uh, there's a big thing about colors in this show um, that I, well, wrote, uh, copied from the internet. It says, in the beginning of the show, Clark is seen wearing red. When he loses his abilities, he does not wear red other than the red backpack he uses and the gym clothes he wears uh, while talking to Eric. Eric does not wear red until the abilities are moved on to him. The first time Eric is seen wearing red is in the gym scene where he's talking to Clark. The gym scene where Eric and Clark are talking, it is a key scene that symbolizes Clark losing his powers by wearing half yellow and half red clothing, while Eric is seen in full red gym clothes to show that he's acquired Clark's abilities. Towards the end, when Clark gets his powers back, he's shown wearing red again. Ah, okay. <laughs> so the red, red stance of the powers... Um. Yes, uh, Mark Millar was actually talking good about this episode, or Miles Millar, I should say, uh, was talking uh, good about this episode. This is another "What If" Clark story. Um, in Hug, Kyle and Bob show different ways to handle a great power, and here Eric uses great power with all the anger he had built up inside him from years of abuse, and uh, uh, Miles likes these episodes. He says the episodes where. It's like, what if Clark didn't have the cancer? What if Clark, you know, was a recluse? Or what if Clark, whatever. Those usually turn out to be the great episodes of Smallville. If he didn't have the what? If he, if he, if he didn't like, uh, if, if he didn't have like the Kents. Oh, the Kents. I swear I thought you said the cancer. <laughs> if he didn't have the big C. <laughs> <laughs> the cancer down at the... The Walmarts. Uh, please explain to me this whole Lana and the movie theater and 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 Aunt Nell's flower shop thing because I don't get it. Lana's uh, parents. Okay, they met at that movie theater, the Talon. Uh, okay, as as she says, like her father was war- working concession, and his mo- her mother. Was there to see Close Encounters of the Third Kind and got bored by it and left. <laughs> which is just, which, uh, is, oh yeah, one of my favorite Clark lines is, How do you get bored watching Close Encounters? And I'm just like, Yeah, exactly. And Lana responds with, Maybe she didn't like aliens, which is Clark is, <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, so instead of watching this long Steven Spielberg movie, she stood in the you know, in the hallway and talk to um, her father. And that's how, you know, they got together. But apparently somehow Nell ended up buying not only the flower shop, but the talon, which is right next door to it. So, uh-huh. so I guess times are getting rough. You know, it's hard keeping a, I don't know. She's got like a flower shop, the talon and a horse farm. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> I don't know where Nell's getting all this money from, but it, uh, times are hard. And uh, she's decided to sell because Lex is she, looking for a parking garage right there in the middle of town. <laughs> yeah, and she wants Lana to go to the best college, the, whatever college oh, she wants yeah. to go to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. So, um, so yeah, Lana instead, well, was it in this episode she comes with the business plan? This is I the, think this, it's the next. Yeah, this is the episode where... Like Clark is looking – like talking about having all these discussions with Lana and really just talking about himself, losing his powers and, you know, this is a good thing and you can you can let go of the past and move on and to, to a new future. And so he's telling Lana this and uh, so Lana has got to let go of, you know, the fact that his, her parents met, in this, met at this theater and also the necklace. Um, and so Lana – more often than not after this is not wearing that necklace as much. She's got it in that uh, steel box, the St. George's box. Okay. Lex gave the Clark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the Talon. I'm so excited to see the Talon. Um, what else? Uh, did this episode end with uh, Lex seeing video of Lionel and Victoria in bed together? Mm, yeah. Uh, pictures. Yeah. Pictures. And apparently Lionel is the one to initiate it. <laughs> because, you know, that's a dad thing to do. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's it's a it's kind of characteristic of Lionel. He's like, Well, if she really loves if she really loves my son, then she's not gonna uh she's gonna turn down my advances. And uh apparently she didn't. Um so this is the whole episode also that has to do with Cadmus Labs and you know oh okay so oh yeah Victoria's father comes to town Sir Harry Sir Harry and he's gonna try to what is he doing trying to acquire well you know we saw this little tiny scene where Victoria saw Cadmus Labs on the laptop and then we see Lex telling Clark later he's like don't worry about it we're playing a game you know this is how, how it works and we find out in this episode that Cadmus, Cadmus Labs is actually not worth anything. <laughs> and uh, uh, he just basically gave Victoria false information. So, Yeah, that goes back to, in those episodes, Lex knew what he was doing. Yeah. He had a plan all along. He was not, she was not using him. He was, he... He knew, yeah. He was testing her as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's this, this episode, uh, we say goodbye to Victoria. No more Victoria. Oh. Like saying, I plan on being great all by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we should talk more about Eric and what happens there. Nah. <laughs> well, let me look through my notes, I'm afraid. Oh, how about that scene where, uh... A bag snatcher grabs Chloe's bag, runs. Eric comes out of nowhere. The knife breaks on Eric's hand, a la you know, you know Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. And then Eric happens to th- he throws him through a plate of glass on the back of a passing truck, like a truck. I know that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I was like, really? It's like it's like that classic like two people holding a pane of glass like standing on a sidewalk waiting to go into a building and 
somebody's going to run through it anyway. Um, you know, you don't lay that thing down? What the hell? What's wrong with you? Uh, it turns out that that bag snatcher, by the way, is actually a stunt woman wearing a beard. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. Chloe, Chloe has a, like, fangirls out about uh, Eric. Yeah, because because people start to like, oh yeah, Eric, yay! She writes a a story about him, and she what did she get a story put in the newspaper in the real yeah, newspaper in the, legend, in the actual yeah. the actual newspaper? Yeah, he calls him Superboy. <laughs> uh. I like that Clark's like, oh, being normal works for you and Dad, and Martha's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and oh yes So the basketball scene uh, Oh that was great it, it was almost cut Greg Beeman actually fought hard for that s- scene um, And he said he wanted to really show Clark Lose the game and just still have One of the greatest days of his life Because he didn't have to hold back at all mm. uh, but, He really had to try Yeah Like, like us all mm-hmm. Yeah so, anyway, I think that's about all I need to talk about. Oh, how about the... Oh, this is actually the episode. This is the last big effects episode of the season. Um, and you can really see it where the police had shown up to arrest Eric. And the next time you see the Summer's house, it's got a, a police car flipped. And then in the background, you see a police car actually thrown through the the roof of a house. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. It's like you can deduce what happened, what took yeah. place, instead of you know watching it all unfold. You can just your mind goes there. Uh, best needle drops of the episode: U 2s elevation plays while Eric is on Main Street. Uh, some forty ones fat lip plays during basketball game. These are all like classic, like early two thousands uh, <laughs> songs. And I like the song "Inflate" by Bush that is playing when Clark gives Lana. Uh, the case for the necklace. So, um, all right. So the ep- next episode is kinetic, and this is the one where Whitney gets a tattoo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the one where there's somebody with a uh, a prosthetic arm, yeah. and I don't I don't get it. <laughs> uh, it's. It, it's to show that uh, during this bank heist, this guy actually lost his arm in the safe, and it and it fused his arm when he pulled it out as the uh, kryptonite or excuse me meteor rock tattoo ink uh, wore off. Oh, so as he was going through the the okay. safe, yeah. Well, there was even more to that. Um, oh, shoot, where is that thing? There was there was actually a. You know, they had to cut effect stuff. I mean, yeah, because the guys. It, what was really weird? Okay, so it starts out the guys are in a car. They're going to go into Lex's house and rob it. Mm-hmm. One of them was sleeping with somebody that a maid or somebody, and so she told him about all the stuff that's hidden in the house. So they go into the house where Clark and Chloe are interviewing Lex. Yeah, verbal and judo time. Verbal judo, that is hot. <laughs> Cannot wait for more Chloe and Lex. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, uh, so, then Clark's standing there because Chloe just runs off, and then 
those guys are standing there like there's there was no <laughs> yeah. effect. You hear like an sh- audio effect. Yeah, <laughs> that's it was about it. Kind of creepy. It was weird. Yeah, there was plenty of scenes where like all of a sudden they're standing right there, and it's because they couldn't show the effect of them going through the wall too many times. They had a, a robbery scene planned out, which sounds pretty cool. Where like one of them would be standing within a vault door and the other one would be throwing bank bags like through him through the door so mm. <laughs> yeah uh, so that sounds pretty cool but yeah good yeah yeah it was just weird weird mm-hmm. uh, whitney lost his scholarship yeah whitney is on the path down um obviously he's going to be turn out to be superman's worst enemy by the end of all this uh-huh. <laughs> uh, this is the first episode with Lex's security guard Darius Who shows up at the beginning of this uh, so He basically tells Lex that he's got a phone call And Lex is like, I'll take it in the conservatory uh, It's just like, ooh, he's got a conservatory <laughs> Yeah, like, I've never heard that word anywhere other than Clue It <laughs> yeah. must be something that rich people have <laughs> Yeah It's played by the actor Queasy Amanya. Uh, he was uh, Coach Mike Hayden in the iZombie episode Love and Basketball. Mm. He was on Legends of Tomorrow as Dr. Midnight. And uh, Superman Connection, he was also a Canadian pilot in the movie Man of Steel. <laughs> so there you have that. Um, oh, we find out that one of the robbers was doing one of the housekeepers. And I was like, the Palmers? <laughs> was, it, was it Amy? <laughs> Or Amy's mom? Uh, What was happening? Uh, Well, see, I just automatically assumed that it was the housekeeper that was there before they came from uh, Metropolis. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, Lex doesn't know how to hire. Because that that housekeeper seemed to be... The Palmers seemed to have come with Lex because the Palmers have worked for the Luthers for a while. So then he had to get new housekeepers after the Palmers were fired. Uh huh. So he obviously doesn't know how to hire good, yeah, trustworthy so, housekeepers. Or, or it's a uh, Gilmore. It's a. Uh, uh, Are you about oh, to reference Gilmore Girls? Yes. What is? Here. Go ahead. I'm not oh, get it. darn it! Rory, Rory's sure. mother, is. Oh, I know this one, Lorelai. Lorelai, Lorelai's mother is. <laughs> No idea. She looks Emily. Like the, Emily okay. Gilmore. It's an Emily Gilmore situation. Hmm. You'll well, find out later when we right. watch Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chloe's thrown out a window, and yeah, Clark I was like, guilty because oh he doesn't was, get there in time. Yeah, that was huge. That I mean, I was like, crap. Yeah, that she, she was messed up. I believe it was that same stunt woman that had was wearing the beard in the last episode also <laughs> went through the window here and fell 50 feet to the ground. I mean, Chloe was like, you know how in movies or television shows when people are like twisted and bent when they yeah. <laughs> they're like bent in odd ways. Yeah. You look at that and you're like, oh, she's dead. Like, how did she survive <laughs> she's that? She's totally dead. Uh, apparently, Allison did her own stunt when they did the part where she was hanging from the window. So that was Allison there. I think they did a lot of close-ups to that. Um, All those healthcare professionals want me to do is stay in bed and eat Jello. Those fascists. 
This is a, a big Smallville uh, fun thing that you can look for, uh, and I'm not sure. I've been I've been listening for it, but I might have missed it before. But Lex often brings in the best from Metropolis. So uh, in, in this episode, he brought in the best doctors from Metropolis. Yeah, he brought and, like a team of doctors from Metropolis. Yes. And later he's on the phone and he's like, I have the best private security firm in the Metropolis. And you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, in the episode Hug, when Jonathan signed the contract, he's got an army of the best lawyers. That's right, right. <laughs> And I think in that one, he's like, I've got the best lawyers. And he doesn't say in Metropolis, but it's usually like the best yada, yada, yada from Metropolis. <laughs> it's funny. Well, because it's like New York. Mm-hmm. What You know, the yeah. best are in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the ch- Clark chopping wood with his fists. I need firewood, not toothpicks. <laughs> um, he did too good of a job. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, Clark finds out that Whitney lost his scholarship, and then he, when he falls in with the bad guys, like Clark goes ahead and tells Lana. <laughs> Whereas before, he's like, he's like, Lana, I can't tell you anything, but maybe you should go talk to Whitney. Mm-hmm. And this time, this time, he's like, I'll just tell her. <laughs> yeah, Clark does a lot of wrestling about how he should do the Whitney situation because yeah. it is you know he's probably wants to be a good guy but he's also like he doesn't lana want needs he, lana needs to know these things lana needs to know, yeah exactly <laughs> so uh we meet our villains right and uh the leader of the villains is wade and uh wade um basically seduces uh whitney into you know the fun like, hey, I, I used to be a jock and I used to be the top of high school. And, you know, shit went bad for me, too. But I have I live it up, man. So yeah, it's like, with me. it's like we were you when we were in high school. Yeah. You could be like us. And so uh, he brings him out and he does a uh, uh, lemon shot, I believe, with. Did you notice who he had a lemon shot with? <laughs> I can't remember. It was Evangeline Lilly. Oh, I didn't <laughs> she had see. had the lemon in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering uh, if you'd see that. Yeah, she she played uh, Wade's girlfriend in this episode. <laughs> no lines. I thought she had lines. No, she had a lemon in her mouth, so she she couldn't speak. <laughs> uh, so I love it. Uh, I love how in my notes, every once in a while, instead of Whitney, I'll write down Wesley, and I, I wonder why that is. Uh, <laughs> but in this, it says Wesley gets tattoo. Uh, Whitney gets a tattoo and he says, oh, you know, tattoos are kind of permanent. And then he like finally says, okay, I'll get a tattoo. And sure, he's worried about permanence, but the only specification he tells the guys is like, just make sure it doesn't say Smallville. So you're worried about how permanent a tattoo is and you're like, just tattoo anything on me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, so this episode reminded me a lot about the Lost Boys. Did you ever see that movie? Uh, Yeah. Years ago. Kiefer mm-hmm. Sutherland like gets Jason Patrick into the gang of vampires, has him drink the blood, and he starts having vampire problems. Uh, you know, vampire powers and problems, I guess. Um, you know, he wears sunglasses the next day. Um, they he takes him out on this big dare where they like they hang from underneath a trestle and then they just kind of uh-huh. drop into the clouds. 
And I, I was just so reminded of it here where like he's they're like holding Whitney out into traffic and like throw him out in front of a truck and they're like, be the truck, be the truck, you know. This is very, yeah. very much like a, like a peer pressure bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, was there anything else with those guys? They blackmail and yada, yada, yada. I didn't really care too much. I didn't really, I don't really, I mean, uh, was it Eric? What's his, Eric Johnson. He says such mm-hmm. a plain name, it's hard to remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, he said that, uh, you know, he really learned a lot on this episode because he was the center of so many scenes. And <laughs> Miles Malari, he says that the villains here are just after Cash. Like, there's no emotional context at all outside of Whitney seeing what his future might be. He's like, we just have three kryptonite villains who are after money. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I feel the same way, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, whatever. Um, there's a couple of uh, Superman references in this episode. Did you write down any of those quotes? Mm-mm. Clark Kent, investigative reporter, has a nice ring to it. <laughs> uh, Lex says, Clark, you can't save the world. All you'll end up with is a messiah complex and a lot of enemies. Uh. I love that. Um, what else? What else? Lana sells Lex on the whole talent thing finally after yeah. the business plan. I want to have a cafe slash bookstore slash local band slash uh, show movies here. I want to do it all, Lex. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm 15 years old and I just have this great business idea. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, uh, Chloe uh, gets online at the hospital because Pete hijacked the phone line. And I'm like, what? No Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, there's, you know, nobody would stay in a hospital in this day and age that didn't yeah. have fast Wi-Fi. <laughs> That's terrible. It's like being in isolation. Oh, God. Terrible. <laughs> I know. We used to have to watch television. Yeah. Oh, they said the biggest thing they had to really pay for in this episode was in the final scene where they had all the uh, the big confrontation scene where they had all the cars stacked up. They had to make sure all of them were like specifically wired so they wouldn't fall <laughs> as they were running through the scenes. You know, they had to stack a whole bunch of cars and then like tie them up in a way that they wouldn't fall. So, uh-huh. hey, the needle drops. Was there a better than Ezra song in this? Uh, I don't think so. I probably would have written it down. The only needle drop I had here was uh, Remy Zero's uh, Perfect Memory, um, oh, which okay. plays during the scene where Lana is telling Lex about her business plan. Mm-hmm. That's the one I must have thought was better than – I love better than Ezra. Yeah, I've seen them in concert. Uh-huh. You know you know what they were? Uh, you know how, how what I thought of them? <laughs> what? They were good. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I like that uh, I think finally I should just say I like that um, Lex uh, Tells Lana He's like Oh it's going to be A start of an interesting Partnership And Lana's like Smiling and he walks away And like Slowly the smile Goes away mm. <laughs> How will he use her Uh oh We'll see um, Oh yeah There's some sort of Disc that the idiots get their hands on and Clark crushes it, but I'm thinking it's probably 
probably has some sort of information on either Cadmus or Zero, Club Zero. I'm not really sure. I don't mm-hmm. know if it ever comes back. Mm-hmm. Lex always has secrets. Anything else you want to say about this episode? Just the yeah, like you said, nobody cared about. The, we didn't care about the uh, the bad guys. But yeah. I, you know, you're you are worried about Chloe, and you want Chloe to get better. You know she will, but yeah. uh, you know Clark goes and visits her in the hospital and gives her a kiss on the head. That was Aww. really sweet. Yeah, yeah. So shall we talk about Zero? Yeah. Okay. You want to hear my notes? Everyone this is, is wet. One, this is the one where we find out what went down at Club Zero. I just had to write, <laughs> give my summary. Okay, go ahead. Everybody's wet. Uh huh. I was wet. Yeah, everybody's soaking wet. Like. Uh-huh. It, uh, they were like, we have to film. It doesn't matter that it's pouring down rain. We have to film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was right. We did see a flashback of what happened that night. That wow, you really night. called this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> uh, just, I guess yeah. there wasn't any other, like, what else could it be? Yeah, exactly. Um, Mark Verheiden. Um, is or Verhaden or whatever is the one that wrote this episode and um, or wait did he write it he wrote it and it was based on a story by Alan Miles um, but uh, he said that they really wanted to do kind of a Rashomon thing where you know you see it, you see like the bodyguard shoots uh, Jude and then you see Lex shoots Jude and then you see what uh, really Amanda, Amanda shot shot Jude, but that's the thing. It's like every one of those is an unreliable n- narrator. So, mm-hmm. um, like the writer said, did Lex actually kill him? I mean, Clark even says it at the end. He's like, "Is what you said told me the truth, or is that like another lie?" And Lex kind of like shrugs it off, like, "Yeah, you know, you'll believe me if you believe me." Um, well, I just I feel like it's. A little bit more tragic if she did it, but Lex has carried the guilt of it. Right. You know, it's really funny. The fact that Lex is hanging out with this engaged girl, this engaged, this friend who is engaged uh, to Jude. And um, he, it seems that he has set this whole thing up so she would see that Jude is cheating on her. Mm-hmm. And he tells Jude after she storms off that Amanda deserves better. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, so he's got a lot of experience at getting involved in other people's problems, <laughs> <laughs> relationship problems. And he seems to know what's best for uh, people's relationships. And, you know, he's probably right about this, about Amanda and Jude. But still, it's really funny that he's like, he could have just said something to her or said something to him but instead this is like the Lex Luthor way of doing it. It just happens to bring her to a club and it just uh-huh. so happens that Jude's there with some other girls. So, and I just a uh, little worried about uh, you know, he's so involved in Clark winning over Lana from Whitney. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, yeah. what, something bad, foreshadowing something bad is going to happen, something mm-hmm. tragic. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know how long I've ever hung upside down um, but it can't have been for too long. But <laughs> I know the, he looked he looked really miserable. <laughs> uh huh. They said they hung Michael Rosenbaum five minutes at a time, and he was really just kind of pushing it as much as he could because he wanted to have the look of just like 
of have been hung yeah. that way for hours. Hours. So was the guy there or not? Who? Jude? Jude. The dead guy? The was guy he in his mind? Oh, you like, didn't catch the whole freaking stupid explanation at the end? This is what ruins the episode for me because I'm, I'm into it. It's weird, you know, especially we've got like – we got him showing up uh, in like uh, environmental protection uniform and just so he can tase Lex and steal him, steal him away. So the contractor that was working in the Talon – is actually Amanda's ex-con brother. His brother, her brother, who happens to be an ex-con. He wants to do re- commit revenge uh, because her, because Amanda killed herself after she went crazy because she shot and killed her fiance Jude. Okay. So he wants to get revenge on Lex. Um. So what happens is he gets out of jail. He goes to this diner in – I love the fact that they said the contractor is from uh, Central City where the Flash is from. <laughs> um, and he went to Bloodhaven where um, I guess Nightwing is from. These are DC cities. Okay. Um, he went to a diner and he just so happens to see a cook working that looked exactly like Jude. And, oh, he just happens to be an ex-con as well. And he's looking to make some money. Uh, so, and he's easy to, you know, blackmail. So this ex-con that knows nothing about the whole situation plays the part of Jude and messes with Lex on the orders of of the of, of the brother. Which is like a comic booky thing that would happen. I guess, but it's ridiculous too. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It would work in a comic book, but it doesn't work on television. Yeah, yeah, especially just the identical. Like you, know, you know how uh, there's one person in the world that looks exactly <laughs> like you. Well, I ran into the guy that looks exactly like you. Like, come on, really? They, they, if they hid his face or something, it made Lex believe that it was Jude. You know, by maybe I don't know using old recordings of Jude or something like mm-hmm, that. Yeah, it just would have. Worked a lot better. I thought that kind of screwed. See, I up. thought, it, yeah, I thought it was just in his mind because Lex was talking to him, and then Clark walks in the room and he disappears. Where'd he go? Yeah, I don't know. They probably didn't have the effects for it. Uh, <laughs> effects budget for it. Uh, there's this big scene at the end where uh, Lex gets thrown through a fish tank on like the second yeah. floor of Club Zero, and falls, uh-huh. and Clark pushes the couch over. Uh-huh. And well, then goes back outside and pretends yeah. to just walk in. Yeah, that was great. Well, apparently this is like a big stunt to set up. Uh, and uh, the stuntman is supposed to run, was supposed to run at the fish tank. Um, you know, production guy is supposed to set off a charge to make the fish tank explode. The stuntman mm-hmm. would then go through it in a straitjacket, by the way. Uh, so it's like you don't have your hands free. Straitjacket? Yeah, he was wearing a straight jacket because okay. that's what Lex was hung in. Oh. Um, yeah. And then he would fall and whatever. They, there's there's probably a net or whatever. But apparently uh, the stuntmen um, started to go and thought that they weren't going to set off the explosion. So he stopped himself short and then they set off the explosion. <laughs> so they had to reset like everything to get ah. that stunt again. And the second time it worked. So I don't know. Uh, oh, this is the episode where um, we find out that uh, Chloe is a skilled hacker as well. 
Um, she hacks into the DMV. Like, it's one thing to say I hacked into the school's website or something, but, like, uh, she's apparently so good that she hacks into the DMV. <laughs> At 15 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, now we know she has hacker skills, so anytime we need that, we're good. <laughs> but this is also the episode where Chloe is investigating Clark. Yeah, this was what, uh, so Mr. Miss Kent, tell me about how you, uh, adopted Clark. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little personal. <laughs> well, you know, it, it might be a pleasant memory for some parents. Like, oh, we, we met him and he was such a good boy and, you know, and, and whatever. I mean, it and he made our lives complete. Yeah. 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 I knew he was meant for us. Yada, yada, yada. Um, but there is a bit of mystery revolved around the adoption, and it's not just because Clark is definitely an alien that they found out in the cornfield. <laughs> like, they did something so they could make the adoption legal. Uh-huh. Because would they say that the adoption company went in, in, into business one day and the next day went out of business and his was the only adoption that they It handled? was open for six months, yeah. And that, oh, and six his, months. His was the only adoption. And at the end here, Chloe is, like, considering whether or not to save or delete, and she ends up saving it. Mm, To be continued, to come up later. Mm. But, I mean, and I guess that's, if you are an investigative journalist, that's how you are. You just, you ask the tough questions, and you Mm. don't care that you're being uh, insensitive. Yeah, Chloe, you know, she's just got this... Inquisitiveness about her Yeah, she can't help it And uh, even when she gets out of the hospital She's off trying to track down one thing or another I forget Um, Oh oh. yeah, she's like off to do something else She was was coming home from the hospital And she just went went off to do Like she didn't even go home from the hospital Right right. (laughs) Um, Oh Okay, so I forgot to mention some of the casting here. Uh, Jude is played by Cora Nemec. Do you, did you recognize this guy? No. Did you ever see Parker Lewis Can't Lose? No. <laughs> he was the star of that. He was also in the Stephen King miniseries, The Stand. Um, so if you haven't seen either of those, never mind. <laughs> there, there's Parker Lewis fans out there shaking their fists at you, though. It's like a, it, was like a, it was like a sitcom, Fox, I think a Fox sitcom. And it was basically like Ferris Bueller, but they couldn't call it Ferris Bueller. Uh-huh. Um, Max Kasich, the bodyguard Lex had, was actually uh, Wally's Uncle Caleb from My Zombie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, you know. And uh, the head of security, Mr. Reigns, uh, Lex talks to, was uh, played by Mark Gibbon, who, did you watch all of Supergirl? No. Oh. Well, at the end of uh, this, do you want me to spoil Supergirl at all? No, I was okay. trying to get to the end of season two because the name of the f- the title of the finale was "Nevertheless, She Persisted." <laughs> yes, but I was like, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> oh, that was a good finale. Anyway, he plays he plays like a major character that sort of shows up in the finale. Uh, I won't say any more than that. Um. Okay. So, what else? Oh, I love that um, Clark isn't really suspected of mystery, like by these by his friends. They just think he's boring. 
<laughs> like they're like, oh, you'll find out. What do you What do you learn about Clark that he like likes Lana? <laughs> Who cares? You know, <laughs> great biography. Um, what else? Da, 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 da. Oh, I like that we find out at age six, Clark put a, a bull. Somebody was bullying Pete through a door. <laughs> what at age what six? six. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pete's like, I never know. I never figured out how you did that. <laughs> Jonathan has an entire herd of cattle murdered <laughs> by uh, Jude and Jude and I guess, guess the contractor brother dumps a bunch of toxic waste onto the Kent farm. And uh, do you remember this at all? <laughs> I remember that because Jonathan's standing out there soaking wet. And uh, Lex saying, Mr. Kent, I'm going to pay for this. I'm going to pay for it. And he's like, is that, that's your answer for everything? You're just going to pay for it? And like, what is the point of this? I don't get it. What? What's the point they, of what? I don't understand why they did it. Oh. Just to mess with Lex? Yeah. Yeah, just to make Lex look worse. Yeah. And and talk about, like, like Jonathan is, I mean... You know, you could just be like, oh, well, whatever. Then Lex is going to buy all the cattle and buy new cattle f- for uh, for Jonathan and Jonathan will be good. But, I mean, these are like – there were like 50 animals that were like murdered. <laughs> so Jonathan is like a wreck over this. You know, he's probably formed some connections with some of these you know cows that he's out there. Yeah, you know? like I, I was listening to this, uh, this news uh, report on NPR this morning. Uh, it was about Obamacare and the uh, about the Affordable Care Act. Anyway, these mm-hmm. this uh, cattleman out in the in a remote area of California. I didn't know there was an area of California that was remote, but he said all of these cows have different personalities. I love some of them. Some of them I don't care to be around. <laughs> like, so, like some of these cows are assholes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and it's not just that, like. Lex chooses this time to pull up in this giant Hummer, by the way. <laughs> like, just the contrast of the farm life to the city life. You know, uh-huh. he just pulls up in this, like, tank. <laughs> you know, his gas-guzzling tank. And, again, it's, like, they even talk about it more. Like, yeah, he, that's, that was, like, a bunch of waste that could have, like, poisoned the ground. It could have poisoned, like, it could affect the neighbors. Um, the neighbors that are like a mile away, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think there's any anything more about uh, what happens with the toxic waste. <laughs> I think Jonathan is back back in business in the next episode. Um, but oh yeah, I had to also mentioned there's another kind of fun thing to look for in Smallville. You know, Metropolis comes up a lot, and uh, Metropolis you know gets visited more and more, but. It's mentioned like towards the beginning of the season that Metropolis is three hours away. So every single time they end up in Metropolis or something, just think of like people driving a, for three hours. It's like me going to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or me going to New Jersey. You know, it's just <laughs> it's three hours away. It's one of those things where you think, why don't I do it all the time? It's an awesome place. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, it takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of time. I never do it. I never think about it, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I guess you know, quote unquote, Jude 
had a reason to bring Lex to Club Zero because he had he wanted to set it all up and the contractor brother had it all set up. And then Clark has to like run to Metropolis. And he has to first run to find uh, Max Kasich's uh, uh, the place where Lex set Max, Max Kasich up. But and, and I love it. It's like the only way Clark knows that Lex was taken by this guy who looks like Jude is because Jude practically posed for a picture for Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> they had no idea that Lex was gone or, or missing or anything bad was happening to Lex until he's like, oh, wait, that picture <laughs> it matches the one in the newspaper here. Anyway, I think that's all I have to say about this episode. You have anything more? Yeah, no, I do not. Lots yeah, of techno switch. music in this episode. Uh, best mm-hmm. needle drop, though, I would say Low Fidelity All-Stars ep- uh, song Battle Flag. I used to listen to a lot back in the day. I'm not a big fan of God is a DJ, which plays a lot. It's that, it's that one you hear every time they go to the Club Zero flashback. It's like, do 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 It's not a good song. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, episode of the week. Which one do you pick as your oh. favorite episode? Hug, Leech, Kinetic, or Zero? Uh, I say Leech. It's got to be Leech. Yeah. I'd love it to be zero, but I just, again, that whole thing at the end, it's weak. Like, I'm the brother, and I met this short order cook who looked exactly like Jude, and and he was happy to go along and do this whole plan with me. (laughs) Uh, All right, so um, shall I tell you the episodes for next week? Yes. Okay, first one is Nicodemus. Nicodemus. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Nicodemus. Yep. Nicodemus. Like Nicodemus. Like, is that the guy who tells the future? No, that's I'm thinking Nostradamus. of Nostradamus. <laughs> <laughs> Nicodemus had to. That's the name from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Is that a book of the Bible? He's a I'm a terrible Christian. Saint. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He showed favor to Jesus uh, and he appeared three times to John. I don't know any of this stuff. <laughs> Is it somebody who came back from the dead? Uh, I don't know. Okay, next. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> next one is Stray. Uh, like a dog? Like a like a dog? My, my iPad talks. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't want it to talk. talk. To you right now. Okay, so you think there's a dog in this episode. All right, uh, the next episode is Reaper. Okay, like a Reaper is like like the angel of death that comes to get people. Okay, and the last one is Drone. Drone. Okay, we pro- probably today we think about a drone... Like a little flying thing, but this is probably like drone, like um, like the like back fifteen years ago had another connotation, like mm-hmm. like an avatar or like something. So some blue people in this? No, uh, <laughs> like something that stands for something else. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, you're. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna figure it out, but uh, uh, you'll soon watch it and be like, "Oh, 
Of course. <laughs> it's going to be a, just a drone. <laughs> <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. Uh, all right. So, well, this is a long one, but it's because uh, we had a relaxed weekend day to talk about things, and uh, I couldn't seem to keep my thoughts straight, so we took a little longer. And but, it's hot outside, so mm. why would anybody want to be outside in the <laughs> heat, the hottest part of the summer? Yes. So uh, we'll be back next time, whenever that is, to talk about those four episodes. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode of We Don't Want to Wait. Bye. Bye.